Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, June 16th. Coming up, a potential Missouri law could make it easier for people wrongfully imprisoned to get financial compensation from the state. They walk out with nothing, no clothing, no job prospects, no credit history, no housing assistance. But criminal justice advocates say the bill doesn't go far enough. We'll hear why. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City Council has put a pause on approving any new permits for landfills until next year. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates reports the ordinance comes after months of speculation and complaints about a potential new landfill in South Kansas City. Until June 1st of next year, Kansas City will not approve any permits, project plans, or zoning changes for a landfill or solid waste separation facility. In the meantime, City Manager Brian Platt will study alternatives to a landfill to meet the city's trash needs. Kansas City currently produces about 4 million pounds of trash every day. Other municipalities surrounding the proposed landfill site, which would border a school and residential area, oppose the project. Fifth District at-large councilman Lee Barnes Jr. voted against the ordinance. He said the regionalism Kansas City is showing with this ordinance is not always reciprocated. Jackson County legislators are planning a series of public hearings before deciding whether to tear down statues of President Andrew Jackson in front of two county courthouses. In a committee meeting yesterday, legislator Sean Smith says he's heard from a lot of people opposed to removing the monuments. Gotten a tremendous amount of feedback from people who feel strongly that overriding the recently expressed will of the voters of Jackson County via legislative action is extremely inappropriate. In 2020, 59% of county voters said they wanted to keep the statutes. The county's lawyer said that was just an advisory vote and the legislature could vote to tear down the statutes. Jackson was America's seventh president who was a slaveholder and responsible for the forced relocation of thousands of Native Americans. So far, no dates have been set for the hearings. A major milestone has been reached in the cleanup of the old Sunflower Army ammunition plant in DeSoto. KCUR's Sam Zeff reports the Army Corps of Engineers says after seven years, all of the explosive material has been cleaned up. The Corps says over the decades, explosives had worked their way into foundations and 200,000 feet of sewer pipes. DeSoto Mayor Rick Walker says this means the whole 9,000-acre site is a step closer to being ready for redevelopment by 2028. As we march toward 2028, there'll be some fairly significant uh, additional properties that become available. Of course, the biggest development is the $4 billion Panasonic electric vehicle battery plant, which broke ground last year. The Army says since 2015, it spent some $340 million cleaning up the plant that opened in 1943. We'll be back after this. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive.
Like many other states, Missouri financially compensates people who were wrongfully convicted and incarcerated. But Missouri's strict laws limit compensation only to people who are convicted using DNA evidence. A bill that would change that policy is waiting for a signature from Governor Mike Parson. Trisha Bushnell is executive director of the Midwest Innocence Project, which works to prove the innocence of people who were wrongfully convicted. She told KCUR's Steve Kraske why the bill is a step in the right direction, but still has flaws. You know, I think, Trisha, most people know, but remind us of Missouri's current laws regarding compensating those who have been wrongly convicted because they're pretty tough. Yeah. Currently in Missouri, the only individuals who qualify for compensation when their convictions are returned is not only if there was DNA evidence in the case, but if they used a very specific process that allowed them to get DNA testing. So only if that process was used and they were proven you know, innocent in that, are they entitled to compensation? And then it's it's a very low amount. It was roughly $50 a day when it was passed. Um, you know, the vast majority of folks who are exonerated don't meet that that criteria. Yeah, it's interesting. So in cases like Lamar Johnson or Kevin, Kevin Strickland, both men were exonerated after spending decades in prison. What did the state do for them when they were finally released? The state's done nothing. I mean, the reality is... They walk out the door without a nickel in their... Or not, not much in their pockets, yeah. They, they they walk out only if they had anything that they had earned while they mm-hmm. were incarcerated, but... Which is really is dollars, not yeah. tens of thousands of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. And unlike people who are released on probation or parole, they don't walk out with those other services that probation and parole provides, right? Some Oftentimes, they don't even have an identification card, so we have to work to get them ID. And how do you get ID when you don't have a social security card anymore, right, to prove that you need an ID and all of the different pieces? So they walk out with nothing, no clothing, no um, job prospects, no credit history, no housing assistance, literally nothing. I mean, on any level, that's simply breathtaking. It it is. And I think it's um, one of the reasons why compensations reform is so important. Um, Folks have gone through so much and lost so much. They need additional support, not only to get started where they are, but also to to compensate them for what they've lost. You know, Democrats have largely been behind this push to update Missouri's laws, allowing for compensation, but they haven't been successful. But recently, Missouri State Senator Tony Luchtemeyer, as I said in the opening, he's from Parkville, he's a Republican, has lent his voice to the effort with a bill that would allow exonerees to be paid if they agree not to sue this sounds like a step in the right direction. Do you agree? Well, it, it it's certainly a step that we're having this conversation and we're thinking about it and we want to do it. And we we thank Senator Luke Kamayer and everyone who has been working on these bills for having that conversation. Unfortunately, the provisions that are in the bill that are currently being discussed don't get us there and wouldn't compensate basically anyone in the state of Missouri. The reasons for that are because we all agree that only people who are innocent right, should be compensated. So if someone just had their conviction overturned for other reasons that weren't innocent, you want a standard. Mm -hmm. But the way that the standard was written in the Missouri bill requires that someone be found what's called actually innocent in a certain kinds of proceedings, habeas proceedings or DNA proceedings. The problem is most people are never found actually innocent. One, because in Missouri, the only way you can be found actually innocent is if you were sentenced to death. The courts have said actual innocence is not a reason for someone to be released from prison in Missouri unless that person was sentenced to death. Um, the, help, me, yeah. <laughs> help, help me understand that. What, what's the logic behind that, that thinking? So it comes out is of- Is there a, any logic behind that? Well, it, the reality <laughs> is we didn't have a, 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 an actual innocence claim that somebody could make in Missouri until 2003 when Joe Amrine was exonerated from death row. And the court said there's no evidence left to convict him. He's innocent. And based on his innocence alone, we're overturning his conviction. 
Fast forward, though, to 2016, we were litigating the case of our client, Rodney Lincoln, and we said, just like Joe Amrine, there's no evidence left to convict him. And the court essentially you know, didn't dispute that, but said, unlike Joe Amrine, Rodney Lincoln hadn't been sentenced to death. And the Missouri Supreme Court has never said that if you innocent, you're innocent and sentenced to something other than death, you have a claim. So we don't believe we're able to reach it. And the courts have refused to change that since 2016. Why? I mean, that just seems inexplicable to me. You know, that we can't answer. We asked the Missouri Supreme Court to review it, but they've declined. Um, but the legislature also can fix that as an issue. Uh, there's one provision in Senator Luchtemeyer's bill that might be a little controversial, which is that if uh, you could be compens- compensated, but you could, you if you are to be compensated, you agree not to sue going forward. Is that a reasonable expectation? Uh, well, certainly in Missouri, it can't be. If you look back over time, everyone who didn't have the ability to be compensated under the previous law tried to sue, right? Mm-hmm. The vast majority of whom didn't receive anything because the standards, if you sue, are, are incredibly high. You have to prove malicious intent. But it also creates um, a mechanism then where there's no reason for bad actors and bad jurisdictions to change. We can never hold them accountable. And so what we're asking is that someone who has been exonerated and suffered decades, right, of of wrongdoing at the hands of the state, not be able to have a remedy, not be able to hold someone accountable um, if they want to have a sure shot at how much money that they would get. Mm -hmm. It also means that, you know, state jurisdictions would be responsible, the state would be responsible for paying for what a local municipality would pay for if there was a, a lawsuit, a civil lawsuit. And so what we see in other states, like in Kansas, which passed compensation in 2019, we can fix that. We can In Kansas, they have what's called an offset provision. So if you file for compensation under the state statute and you receive money, and then you file a civil lawsuit and you win an award, right, an amount of money from that, the amount that you won is reduced by the amount that you were paid from the state compensation, huh. right? And that amount gets paid back to the state. But it sounds like you're saying, bottom line here, Tricia, is that this bill, if the governor signs it, isn't really going to change much. Am I hearing you correctly? Correct. So currently in Missouri, there's roughly only three people who've ever been found actually innocent, which is Joe Ryan, Joe Amrine, Kevin Strickland, Lamar Johnson, um, and potentially Ricky Kidd for a variety of reasons. But those individuals, you know, Kevin Strickland, as you know, has already filed a lawsuit, right? Joe Amrine filed a lawsuit. Ricky Kidd filed a lawsuit. So even the small number of people who would be eligible under the way the law is written would not be eligible because they have not waived their civil claims. We also don't know if the law is retroactive. It doesn't state that it is, which is typically the test in holding whether or not something is retroactive. So so why did this bill come out the way that it did then? I assume folks like you were trying to weigh in and say, hey, this bill doesn't go quite far enough, Tricia. Why did it emerge the way that it did? Why isn't, why isn't there more there? You know, I can't answer those specific questions, but, you know, the legislative process is a complicated one. There's lots of people, lots of folks doing lots of different things. And, and what I can say is, we do have hope that if people want to address this, that we see that there's actual substantive steps being taken to address this, that we could just need to recognize that this is the first one and that we still have a ways to go. Was this bill watered down from what Senator Luchtemeyer originally wanted to see passed? So Senator Williams um, had had introduced and others had introduced bills previously that were basically the compensation bill that we see in Kansas. Um, those were not moved forward. So this was some sort of a provision that was introduced um, by a committee. 
Yeah. I went on to the National Registration for Exonerations uh, website in Missouri. Of the 54 listed, almost all of them listed official misconduct, perjury, or mistaken witness ID. So I guess what? That isn't enough to prove their innocence. Do I have that right? Would there be compensation well, in so those cases? The interesting thing is when people are exonerated, the courts typically do, do it on a constitutional claim on the fact that either the state had misconduct and violated your constitutional rights or that you had counsel who was ineffective, right? Mm -hmm. And then they overturn your conviction and to be found exonerated, either the charges have to be dropped or you win at trial, right? And then now the test becomes, was that on the basis of innocence? So in places like Kansas, to decide whether or not someone was compensated, if they've met all of those criteria, they then file for the state compensation and the court now looks through it and says, was this also based on actual innocence. So the court earlier that overturned the conviction didn't find actual innocence, but was the evidence of the innocence there? And we know that that's really what it was for. The problem in this bill is it skips that step. That's missing. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I'm picking up here. Do you have any indication as to why Missouri hasn't been able to pass any other reforms on, on these matters before? We, we don't. I mean, in, in many states, we are able to work with prosecutors and attorney generals and other actors to come to agreements about this in the commitment of justice. I will say our work in Missouri, um, folks have been less receptive. So again, bottom line, uh, this for us, Tricia, will this bill do much to help these exonerees or not? No. And I, I think of all of the individuals that I've represented, no one expects to be compensated from this bill. That was Trisha Bushnell of the Midwest Innocence Project and KCUR's Steve Kraske. You can hear their entire conversation from KCUR's Up to Date at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit KCUR.org. On Monday, we'll bring you the story of a historically Black neighborhood in Independence and how it was destroyed by urban renewal. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hollywood writers are obsessed with the concept of an asteroid heading towards Earth and destroying civilization. But is this something we really should be worried about? I'm Kate the Chemist, and on my podcast, Seeking a Scientist, we meet the mastermind behind a real-life mission to divert the path of an asteroid. Subscribe to Seeking a Scientist, made possible by the Starris Institute.